episode 393, interview with Black Blossom creator, Evan David. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Strangers and aliens. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hey everyone, it's me, Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm back for another episode of Strangers and Aliens. Strangers and Aliens is a podcast about pop culture and Christianity. It's about science fiction and fantasy and faith and creativity. And I'm here with a guest who's not really a guest, but we're going to pretend that he's a guest. and I'm going to interview him like he's a guest, but it's Evan David. Evan, how you doing? Hi, Ben. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> yeah, very nice to meet you, too. I've been following you for a little while now. and uh... Likewise, likewise. <laughs> you know, I think, I think I've think i actually been over to your house several times. I don't know if you remember that. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think we have maybe seen each other in person uh, before. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, <laughs> so we are going to treat this episode as if we are uh, – interviewing someone new on the show, but that's really because we're going to be interviewing him about Black Blossom and talking about that. So I want to give everyone who is not familiar with what he's been doing with Black Blossom the opportunity to catch up with that and also people who are familiar with Black Blossom to catch up with what he's doing right now, which is a Kickstarter. So what are the dates of the Kickstarter, Evan? Let's see here. The Kickstarter has been going for a while. It's got 19 days left to go. Okay. Um, which so is December, December 8th is the, the, the final day. Okay. So if you want to take part in the Kickstarter and it's after December 8th, well, I'm, I'm sorry. But if you <laughs> want to take part in the Kickstarter and it's before December 8th, we're going to give you the link pretty soon here. And uh, yeah, the idea behind the Kickstarter, though, is this is a compilation graphic novel, right? Yes, Black Blossom. It is, mm-hmm, the first uh, six issues and the annual. So let's talk about Black Blossom. What is okay. Black Blossom, Evan? What let's is see. This? If I'm reading the official copy that's on the back of the graphic novel, uh, the Black Blossom is an all ages superhero comic that takes itself seriously with a dynamic, entertaining, and modern writing style combined with a tone-befitting and action-packed Saturday morning cartoon show. Meet Michi Hidaka, a female Pacific Islander protagonist who dons a super suit of liquid metal, enabling her to fight crime in an invincible, shape-shifting suit of armor. Join her as she starts her superhero career and confronts her very perception of reality. So how did this start? When did you start <laughs> creating Black Blossom? Well, I we were on 
uh, vacation visiting Shantae's family, my wife, in Hawaii. And uh, we were on a walk. And my wife is, if you know her, she's tough. She's gone through a lot in her life. And she she's pretty a pretty resilient person and pretty pretty straight faced most of the time uh and so we were taking a walk and a lizard like a gecko skittered out in front of her and she just reverted into a 3-year-old girl <laughs> screaming and and freaking out and uh that cracked me up and it gave me the idea of what if we had a there was a superhero who like was fighting giant monsters and super villains all the time, but a, a lizard crosses her path and she freaks out, runs away. Um, and so that was the kind of the germ of the idea. And then from there, I just contemplated that what type what type of powers I would want a character to have, what would be fun to write, because I always like to write stuff that I myself personally will find entertaining. So then from there, you, you wrote this, obviously you're the writer mm -hmm. behind it. Um, you, I think designed the character, right? Yes, I did design the character. Originally, this was going to be, uh, a character based in Hawaii. Uh, and cause I, and I love the silver surfer. So I wanted it to have like a surfboard kind of element. It was going to be the samurai surfer. Uh, and then I just realized I don't know enough about Hawaii or surfing to do this uh, justice without it being a lot more work than I want it to be. Um, and so I, I switched it and I'm glad I did because I like the black blossom a lot better. I think it's a more dynamic name, a more dynamic look. Um, and so, yeah, I came up with the character design uh, and actually uh, you know, I, I wrote like the, the first six issues all at once and I was lamenting, Oh, I can't find anybody to, draw it nobody wants to draw for free for some reason and um then a, a good friend of mine a guy named ben avery told me that you should just draw it yourself so then i did and so uh, the first issue was drawn by me and the one in the graphic novel is not drawn by me you will the one in the graphic novel is the redrawn version done by a much better artist because my art is not up to my own standards um so so yeah i i started it out i started releasing it a half a page at a time on social media, which is less than satisfying. And, uh, but then eventually, uh, started a Patreon and through the Patreon have been able to fund all the art. And in fact, if you would like to support this project and you want to pick between the Kickstarter and the Patreon, please pick the Patreon because that's how all the art gets funded. I only use the Kickstarter to fund print runs. Um, so this is the, the Kickstarter is going to be funding the printed hold in your hand version of the graphic novel. But regardless of what happens there, the graphic novel will be released digitally in some form or another. And, um, but we do need uh, Patreon support to keep the comic actually going and funding the artwork. So there'll be two links we'll have to post in the, in the show notes then okay. a link for the Kickstarter and then the ongoing link for the, the patron. Cause you're yes. not done, right? You've done six issues in an annual, but you're not actually, uh, the following three issues, uh, seven, eight, nine are done. Uh, well, they're not colored, but they're completely illustrated and lettered and everything. Um, and so after this graphic novel comes out, we should be releasing those in short order. And I've written up to 16 issues. Okay. So you're, you're not done. 
You're correct. You're, correct. There is more, more to come. So specifically talking about the, the graphic novel, uh, what's the story? What's the pitch with the story there? So that's hard to explain because I didn't have a, uh, oh, what do you call it? An elevator pitch idea. Um, like a, you can say it in one sentence and it's real snappy and like, oh man, vampires versus Godzilla. I'm on board. You know, that sort of thing. It, I really, I, I guess my pitch, especially to this audience, the Strangers and Aliens audience would be, I want to, I wanted to extrapolate superhero science fiction from a biblical creationist worldview. Because, you know, if you have uh, the X-Men or, you know, name any number of of comic book heroes, it's all evolutionary science fiction. And there's very little science fiction that comes out of a, an alternative point of view. And so I wanted to extrapolate that. And obviously that's tricky because you're going to have people who are like, you can't have science fiction from the Bible. Um, and, well, you know, it's fiction. So... Take, taking the the core you know principles of what we know of the you know the universe and how it works according to the Bible, it looks a little bit different if you're wanting to do science fiction in that kind of universe. Um, and so that's what I tried to do here. Right, and you're saying it's not the Bible that looks different; it's correct the science fiction universe that looks different because correct. of the Bible. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and that's a tricky thing, like especially if you're looking at life outside of earth. Yes. You know, and, and there's been, there's a lot of different angles you can take to that, but there are, there are definitely people who's, who just be like, well, th that automatically disqualifies any kind of science fiction for me because God only made the earth for, for us and the universe for us and no one else. Right. But there I've, I found a way around it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. Uh, well, my way around it is that <laughs> it's okay. Like I, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but that doesn't get that, that that all that doesn't get fleshed out here in the first arc. But the the seeds are planted for where we're going to go in the future. It's going to be fun. Um, and and yeah, I I feel like the the. Well, another interesting thing about this is obviously I'm I'm a Christian uh, and I. You know, my faith comes out in everything I do, no matter what. Um, but the main character of this book is specifically not a Christian um, and does not care to be. And she's going to come up against some things in this book that's going to be like, well, I have to address that somehow. You know, there's there's no way, you know, this kind of stops her in her tracks. It's like, I okay, I can't, uh, can't explain away that one. Got to figure to figure out what that means so uh there's some fun moments in there too so the six issues and the annual uh putting on one graphic novel mm -hmm. so the best way to get the graphic novel is kickstarter if you want the physical graphic novel without the kickstarter there will be no physical graphic novel um if the kickstarter if the kickstarter does not uh happen right now we're at we're at uh, 19 days left and it's only about a quarter of the way funded so we could really use some support, but even if it does not get, uh, the physical one doesn't get created, the, um, 
the it'll come out digitally and i'm sure i can find some sort of print on demand version if you really really want a physical copy but it's going to be way more expensive <laughs> <laughs> if you if you do that for you personally not for me um, so. where like if someone wants to read it right now where would they go ah if you would like to read the the entire uh, all the issues that are in the graphic novel, you can go to starcrosscomics.com and they're all on there digitally. We still may have some physical issues left. You can check on the in the order section. Um, but we sold a lot of them at the last convention we did. So I don't know how many physical copies there are left. You can also find all my other comics on there too. Outed and Erg the Battler and Waiting, Dating, and Mating. They're on there too. Um and if you want, uh, the the story is releasing on Webtoon as well, because Webtoon's got a huge audience, uh, and I just want to reach people over there. The, and I, I want to preface, I don't make any profit on any of this stuff. <laughs> like, I'm spending, or far more money is going towards this than is coming out of it, uh, and it's really just I want the stories to reach people and the gospel messages presented in, in the stories. It is on it is on webtoon if you would like to read it there, but it's not the complete story has not released there yet. So who who would you say, broadly speaking, are the audiences for for Black Blossom? If you like uh Ultimate Spider Man or Spider Man in general, Black Blossom's a very quippy character. She's very fun and lighthearted. If you like uh the Justice League animated series or the X Men nineties cartoon series, I think uh, it's got a similar tone to that sort of stuff. And if you're a, a Christian science fiction fan uh, and want to see some some cool implementation of science fiction and superhero tropes in a Christian worldview-based universe, I think you'll enjoy this as well. So you, you mentioned a couple other titles that you've you've worked on. What is your comic book pedigree? Like, what do you... <laughs> What do you do? Like you, you've you've done a few things. So, <laughs> what's up? You got outed. Why don't you talk about outed and? Okay, outed. Besides the Black Blossom, and maybe even ahead of the Black Blossom, is my favorite series that I'm I've written. Uh, only two issues have been released because that's all I could get funded. Um, but it's a six issue miniseries, and six the the whole story has been written, um, and it's. What if the Superman family became the Fantastic Four family? In other words, you have Superman, Lois, their kid, and someone outs their secret identities, and now they are public figures with a public address. And what would that mean for them? Um, and we throw in some, you know, the classic tropes of both those series, the Superman series and the Fantastic Four series. Um, so I, I, we have some fun in there. So I, I really like that one. Um, and that one's just for anybody. Anybody who likes either of those series or just superheroes in general, I think, will enjoy that one. Um, and then Erg the Battler is fun. It's a sword and sandal, uh, Conan the Barbarian-style adventure set in the thousand years between creation and the flood. And it's about a uh, basically a, a mercenary, a, a hero for hire, who has to get this family from point A to point B alive because they're being chased by a malevolent force um, who wants them dead. Well, he wants he wants some of them dead and he wants one of them alive. 
and uh, yeah, all all of those are written and funded. Three of those are out. They're all all three of those are available on um, StarCrossComics.com. The and it, that's a four issue miniseries. So the fourth one is being illustrated as we speak, and it should be releasing uh, very soon, possibly by the end of the year. Who knows? Your plans for Black Blossom? You got up to sixteen issues. Is mm-hmm. there? Do you have a definitive ending for this thing? I have a place where it could have a definitive ending. Um, I have like extra stories that I want to explore after the definitive ending would take place. So maybe there'll be some follow-up miniseries. But yes, I I I have a plan for where it's going and and how it ends. Uh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna shoot for fifty issues. We'll see. Um, that's a that's a noble noble goal yeah yeah it's it's uh it's a far away goal but uh it's it's there and i think it's doable as long as uh again the patreon supporters keep supporting and i'm very thankful for all of them um oh i forgot to mention a couple other comics i've done i've done the strange tales from eternity which is an anthology series that uh it's like the twilight zone but everything is has to do with the spiritual realm of the Christian faith. And then you have uh waiting, dating, and mating, which if you go to uh do we have a video on that, Ben? Did we do that for Strangers and Aliens? We did a we video, for... but I don't remember yeah. what it was for. I think it's on my YouTube channel. I think it might have been on your personal YouTube channel. Yeah, I think if you go to Evan David Productions channel on YouTube, you will find it. But we did a couple of videos uh, highlighting that. But that's a that's an adaption of my purity message for middle and high schoolers uh, in comic book form, and that's fun. And I've got to write for other people's series, which is super fun. I love doing that. Yeah, there um, it is. Ah, right. So you and me sitting on your couch in your living room. That's right, with the Batman mug. Yes, I have the yes. Batman mug. That's not my mug. <laughs> no, it's my mug. You I, saw it. And you're like, I need to hold this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and so I've I've written for a couple other Starcross series, a couple of crossovers. We're doing a, a big, you know, universe-wide crossover with biblical proportions. Uh, the first issue of that is out. The second issue is being drawn. It's four issues long, and it combines as many indie Christian comic characters as we could find, uh, which include characters from Black Blossom, Outed, Erg the Battler, and Time Flies. Which is the first new time flies in like a decade. <clears throat> but I'm hoping to change that. We're working on getting awesome. rights back and yeah. There's there's a whole thing there, but that's part of my publishing. That's part of my publishing story, not yours. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh so what what has response been to Black Blossom for you? Well, everybody who's read it has liked it. It's gotten uh, glowing reviews on some of the sites I've got it up on, um, which is very nice. Uh, and I'm j- I'm just happy that it's getting out there. And it's it's again, it's something that I myself find entertaining. And so, uh, you know, I love sharing things that I find entertaining with other people. And it's a bonus that I happen to write this one. So and, and that it it you know it hit, checks all my boxes and and also uh, helps spread the the gospel message hopefully in an organic non-cheesy way 
to yeah, the fiction. That's important. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's important. It's interesting. I've heard some people talking recently about not starting your your story with a message and not starting your story with like I this is the thing I want to say with my story. Yeah. Uh one of the interesting things I was thinking about though was, you know, that's not how Jesus did it. Like all of Jesus' stories were like, I have a very specific thing I'm saying with the story. I'm going to tell you the story and hopefully you'll get it. And if not, well, people will talk about it for thousands of years or I'll just explain it a few verses later. Yeah. And, also, though, Jesus was not telling uh, multi-narrative or multi-part narratives with complex characters. Uh, no, no. I'm just saying so, yeah. it's okay. Like I – I yeah. think you can start there. You still have to just craft things, you know? It's just no matter where you start from, you have to craft something. I think as a creator, you have to do a couple things. And one is you have to create with excellence. And the other is you have to actually believe in what you're doing. Not necessarily like – I'm not even talking about message, but like what you're doing. You said this is a character you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's important. Like you, you need to enjoy what you're creating if you're going to be an effective creator. And like, there's all those things. They still apply even if you start with. I want to tell a story that's a superhero story that incorporates biblical values and Christianity and biblical truth into a science fiction setting that oftentimes doesn't include that stuff. Right. And no, I think I think it's valuable to start there. It's also valuable to start with just a picture, you know, like that's where C.S. Lewis started uh, a fawn carrying presents with an umbrella. Where's that going to take me? Well, it's going to take you into one of the greatest ever pictures of a fantasy uh, Messiah. That, yeah. So, I mean, you start in different ways in different places, but it all comes down to, Creating with excellence and passion. I like that. That might be a there's a book in there. <laughs> Start with excellence and passion. There you go. If you want to see a bunch of cool black blossom art, it's on my Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash black blossom comic. Um, you can see a lot of cool excerpts and variant covers and things like that. So say that again so I can put it into the show notes. Insta- <laughs> Instagram.com slash black- blackblossomcomic.com. Blossom comic. All right. All right. So I think from from here, I think it really is just kind of going over the links then. And where where do you want people to go? to find either the Kickstarter or the Patreon. Uh, and then also with the Kickstarter, right, let's start there with the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. What, what's being offered there? Like what, what will people find there? Indeed. Okay. So you got the Kickstarter, which is at inked, I N K E D dot P U B, which stands for publishing dot pub slash black blossom. That's inked dot pub slash black blossom, but it's in the show notes. Yes. I just wrote it down. And that will take you to the Kickstarter page where you will find descriptions and you can see in uh, full comic pages, see what the art looks like, kind of some of the the dialogue and the messaging. Um, And so you've got the support tier. So if you uh, pledge $10 uh, because you believe in it, 
you don't get anything. But except my <laughs> eternal gratitude. Yeah, it's not that you don't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> Although physically you don't get anything. Correct, correct. <laughs> uh, but then, then strangely, uh, there's a tier that's uh, ahead of that that's only $5, um, which is you get the digital annual. So you get a digital copy of the annual, which is the um, technically the seventh part in the story. Then you get to get pledge $10 but get something. So I don't know why you would – would not do that one, but you get a. Di- <laughs> <laughs> you get the- I, I believe in this. I don't want nothing. Yeah. Or I believe in this. Sure, I'll take a freebie. Oh. Yeah, there you go. So with that, you get the digital graphic novel and the digital annual. So you'll get the whole, the whole story, uh, or the whole first story arc. Pledge fifteen dollars or more, you get both of those things and a physical copy of the annual. For $25 or more, you get the annual digital, annual graphic novel, and the physical graphic novel, but you don't get the physical annual with that. But you can have all of those things for $35 or more. (laughs) (laughs) And then for $45 or more, you get all those things plus issues one and two digitally of Erg the Battler. So you can sample that series. Uh, And there's actually two of those. There's two $45 tiers. If you do one, you get Erg the Battler. If you do the other one, you get issues one and two of Outed. Uh, and then at fifty dollars or more, you get the digital annual, the digital graphic novel, the physical annual, the physical graphic novel, and a new exclusive Black Blossom poster that has not been put up anywhere or shown anywhere, and it debuts her new costume, which oh, nice. in the ser- yes, which in the series will debut in issue ten. Cool. Uh, and then $100 or more, you get pretty much everything. <laughs> Every Everything I have mentioned, plus uh, including the digital copies of Outed and Erg, uh, you get the poster. Uh, you'll get an extra bonus image of the Black Blossom in her new costume. And you get a bonus, another another poster. Uh, which will feature Black Blossom as well as several other characters from the Star Cross Comics continuity. Nice. And there it is. So I think the level that I supported would have been the $25, which was the digital gra- uh, physical graphic novel. That's what I, that's all I wanted. I just wanted awesome. the physical graphic novel so I could put it on my shelf, say I've got that thing there from Evan. <laughs> well, and that works. And and the graphic novel also comes with, uh, I mean, the annuals inside it as well. Uh, it also comes with some back matter, which are some behind-the-scenes concept art, some behind-the-scenes storytelling of the a more in-depth creation of the character, and then uh, all the covers and variant covers are listed in there as well. You know, no matter what, you should check out just the the page, uh, the inked dot pub slash black blossom and just see the the artwork there and there's some there's some fun stuff i really appreciate that annual number one cover the the angel character i don't yeah. i don't know anything about it but i look at that and i'm just like mm-hmm. oh eyeballs there's yes there's eyes oh face of a lion face of a beer a bird face of a person and like it's a pretty cool uh, visualization of of some biblical descriptions of angels. So, mm-hmm. and Joe Spicer did that one. Oh, did he really? Did that cover, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there's um, there's a signature right there, Spicer. Yep. Uh, let's see. Remember that time we interviewed Joe Spicer and the audio <laughs> was awful, and I was so horribly embarrassed because we interviewed him in person, and the, the audio at, was at the so Christian bad. Comic Con. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a whole thing that Christian Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> no one showed up <laughs> the basement of a church yep. and... <laughs> there's like four people all day oh we drove five hours to get there maybe six <laughs> drove six hours to get home and oh and J- joe drove further than that oh he, he was going from... from wisconsin right yeah and he <laughs> stayed overnight at a hotel felt so sorry oh my him. word man oh <sighs> I think I I might have bought a couple comics there though from someone. I can't remember. Yeah. That was that was the time Joe brought me the very first physical copies of my comic books ever at that convention. Cause he, he had printed them. <laughs> oh, what a what an experience. <laughs> but anyway, oh. yeah, he I love Spicer's work. Like he has some great great stuff he did a vampire comic with me once and it was a lot of fun i do want to go over the membership levels in the patreon also yeah let's get to that so what's the link for the patreon that is patreon.com slash evan david comics um and there you will get to see or as well i'll i'll explain it once we start talking about the memberships but again if you want to support this series and you can only pick one pick the patreon please um because that's going to keep the series actually coming out but what does it give you okay so (laughs) um if you you, there's a one dollar tier um and that means that you want to see this series continue and we can't thank you enough and that's it um if you would like to give five dollars um, you, I will put you in the Black Blossom comic book. You will have a cameo appearance as a background character somewhere in the Black Blossom comic book. Uh, for $10 a month, you get the cameo and you get to see each and every black and white page as they're released. So not only for the Black Blossom, but also for Erg, which is still being produced, and uh, any, any other black and white comic pages that are produced for any of the series I'm doing will show up uh, for you in your inbox uh, if you do $10 a month. For $20 a month, you get everything from the other tiers and you get to see the full color pages when they come out. Um, and also, um, you get a free illustration of anything you want drawn by me per year. So every year that you're a $20 member, you get an official Evan David drawing of whatever you want um no one has taken me up on that yet (laughs) but even though i have 20 dollars supporters they have not asked me where's my drawing um so uh and then there's the 50 dollars a month where you get everything else that i've already listed and you get a free copy of each final product when it's released all right so there you go so those are the Two ways you can back Black Blossom, but also back the creative output of of Evan. Yes, thank you. And and I forgot to mention, on any of these membership levels, you will be notified every time there is a podcast released 
that I'm on. So, Strangers and Aliens. You don't have to go to the website to check anymore. It'll just show up in your inbox. Yeah, you could also uh, sign up for the e- email on, on strangersandaliens.com. Or you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, though, you uh, I haven't watched the, the whole video. I've only watched, like, the very, very beginning. But the... You were on a video recently with uh, an artist who was drawing while you were being yes. interviewed, or was it just conversation. What was that? That's Luke Stone. He was a member of uh, Starcross Comics at one point. But yeah, it's just a, a draw, uh, a live draw interview. So he's drawing my character, and we're talking about the Kickstarter and the and the series and the character. And we we talked about some other stuff like. Uh, AI art in comic books and stuff like that. But you can find that at Luke Stone Studios, uh, the channel on YouTube, Luke Stone Studios. And uh, it's it's cool. He does a really good job of of the final product. Uh, and he gave me the cover for free. So super, nice. super thankful. Uh, have you seen my video about the C.S. Lewis AI comic? I've not seen the video, but I've heard you talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I, do a, I did a YouTube review of it okay and it's weird <laughs> not the video the comic itself so. i will i will check out the video um i've been doing some ai art for black blossom it, you can find that on the the instagram account um i'm just fascinated by the technology i am too the the thing about the c.s lewis one is that they just took a sentence from an essay one sentence at a time and plugged it into the ai generator and then it gave them four options, and they chose one of the, one of the four. <laughs> and no it, further tweaking beyond that, right? Other than wow. <laughs> they did a little bit of tweaking to make the lettering legible, because they put the that as a caption on each panel, and so those huh. were each every panel one sentence, every sentence one image, and it's uh, I think the phrase I came down one on with that was it was uh, uh, performance art. <laughs> where here's someone doing this thing to make a point, but it really, it it didn't create a narrative. It didn't create anything mm-hmm. new. The human touch, as much as he wanted to get away from the human touch, you can't get away from it. Like yeah. he chose from four different selections, the panel that best represented the, the sentence. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it all comes down to he chose the one that works best, you know? And so then I'm curious, like how it would work to do an extended narrative, which that publisher is, is going to do a couple more things. Oh, one it, is, it would be nearly impossible. Yeah. Well, they're, they're doing it though. They're trying to, uh, abolition of man is the series issue two and three, I believe they scripted and then are using AI to create <laughs> and issue four and five, maybe. I, I might be mixed up about that, but one of them, they actually are going to have an AI uh, script made of, of a comic, and then they're going to plug that into the AI oh, goodness artwork, gracious. which the idea <laughs> is fascinating, but yeah. at the same time, I, I feel like they're cheating or, or, or at least fudging the rules a little well, bit. Well, it's not going to produce anything of substance other than a spectacle to look at. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and when you're doing uh, this is the example I used in it was if you're doing smiling Godzilla, it's that's the spectacle, you know. So yeah. no happy Godzilla. J.S. Earls sent me some uh, images of happy Godzilla that he put into his AI, and it's mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of cute, kind of funny, a little bit weird, but fun. But you could tell the keywords were smiling Godzilla 
but they don't look the same from image to image. And the only yeah. way that would work would be a narrative that allows the character to change form and allows the setting to change form. So you're really looking at potentially a fever dream narrative or, or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious what they do with it. I'm really interested in the challenge of it. I would love to do this with your Krampus script. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, Except Krampus I, I, just looks so good. Yes. It just looks so good. Like it's yes, but I think it's it's one of it's one of the ones where you it would take minimal like character description and still get something that resembles what you're wanting. Right, um, Krampus and Santa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, with the Black Blossom, I, I said I had several AI pieces on my uh, Instagram, but with each one of those, uh, I had to do you know Photoshop work on them, especially the one where I wanted her in her full costume. That's it's pieces from like seven different images that I had to chop up and stitch together um, to make anything, you know, close to what the the comic series looks like. So AI is a great tool that helps me who can't draw as well as I want to uh, at least get the pieces to make something that looks cool. And that's the thing is it is an artistic tool. Mm -hmm. And so any artist who says... No, because it, it'll it replace artists or whatever. Or I'm afraid of – it's not replacing you. It's replacing the tools that that creator over there wants to use. It and, might it might replace artists for like book covers, but if you're talking sequential narrative storytelling – Oh, there's no way. Where characters are supposed to look the same and have hands? No. <laughs> I shouldn't say there's no way, but there there's – there's tweaking that has to be done. Yes. And yeah, I just, I've never found the magic bullet for me that would allow me to actually look good with art <laughs> other than Sherwin Schwartzrock or Joe Spicer or Sergio Cariello or like these are people that I've been able to work with that yeah. have done amazing art. And that's how I've been able to have amazing art is because I've worked with Mike S. Miller, you know, like, yeah, that's, I've been very blessed, but if I'm going to do it myself, then I have to cater myself to the tools that I can use to create something that looks like a thing. So could it be AI? Maybe. Could it be stick figures? I've done that before. (laughs) Uh, Could it be AI stick figures? That would be interesting. Definitely. That would be interesting because... That would also keep the form to track a, a narrative with a character. Well, with my the app I've got, there's an option where you can upload a starter image, and the AI paints over that. Oh, I wondered why you were able to get such good Black Blossom. Well, I didn't actually use it for those. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but so now there... I still wonder why you were able to get <laughs> good descriptions and Photoshop work. But there are, uh... yeah. So so like for instance. I was trying to generate some art for my short story, The Ghost of the Mountain, which was published in a horror anthology, but is out of print now. But um, it what it has a giant you know creature, and it wasn't striking the pose that I wanted it to ever. So I found a <laughs> I found a similar image where it's like, okay, this is kind of like the pose I want. Put it in there, and it painted my monster on top of it in the setting that I wanted, and it was it was cool. Yeah. 
But that's the other controversy is where it's getting, where it's pulling exactly. from. Exactly. And did, did you see what happened with DeviantArt recently? No. Yeah, they they set up a thing for an AI art generator using DeviantArt artwork oh, on no. the DeviantArt website and oh, no. automatically opted everyone and everything in. <laughs> so, which is really interesting considering DeviantArt has been so good about copyright and has been so good about protecting the creators on mm-hmm. like whatever else you want to say about deviant art. One of the things that they've been really good about is protecting the people who are using it to present their art because that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like that's their whole, their whole thing is just, we are want people who create art to feel safe bringing their art here. I and, thought you were, I thought you were going to say no matter what people typed in it always ended up as furries. No, no, <laughs> Although maybe <laughs> maybe that will happen. I mean, it's just percentage wise, right? It's yeah, yeah. it's a numbers game. But um, no, and so it opted every single artist, every single work in, and you had to go through and opt out. And I believe that they have like reversed it now. I, hmm. I'm not exactly sure, but it it turned a lot of people off to to Deviant Art who were using it as you know, one of their primary ways of getting their artwork out there. So hmm. yeah. Fascinating. Brave new world. Yep. This All wasn't right. even, this, this wasn't, didn't even exist when we did our AI episode. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But forgetting the, the underlying code of this thing, it's basically just magic. <laughs> like you type a thing in, and bam, there's a painting. Like, insane. Just absolutely insane. And sometimes it looks really good. Yeah. And sometimes... And sometimes it has four heads, yeah. no hands. Well, that's the thing about the <laughs> Abolition of Man book was there's some really disturbing imagery in there, which in some ways makes it effective, but yeah. So, all right. So that is our interview with Evan David. Go to inked.pub slash Black Blossom or patreon.com slash Comics or instagram.com slash Black Blossom Comic or – oh, those are the three. And <laughs> I will also have a link to the YouTube uh, video that you did with, with Luke and we'll awesome. that in Thank there you. as well. So definitely check it out. Definitely if you are a fan of this show, that is one way to support Strangers and Aliens is through supporting Evan and supporting the creative stuff that he's doing. So – Evan, thank you for joining me. Yes, thank you for inviting me on. I've heard a lot about you guys and, uh, you know, long-time listener, first time. I just wish you could have met the other hosts, but it just didn't work out for them. So Maybe next time. Yeah. So speaking of next time, until next time, I want to say <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everyone, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jay Samuel. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. 
Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. It's not that you don't get anything, although physically you don't get anything.